everybody welcome to another edition of the seniors junction podcast our our goal is to uh, end seniors isolation one conversation at a time and i'm very excited to have uh, my the co-founders of my our company and co-host of this podcast dr paul merkley and dr namrata bagaria dr merkley is a retired professor of um, history of music and he is very passionate about many different things. One of them is the, the is the Renaissance period in music, and something else that Namrata and uh, Paul are very excited about is poetry. And we are going to talk a little bit more about what we are going to do in relation to poetry and how that is going to help in uh, ending social isolation for seniors. Meanwhile, Namrata is an age tech researcher. She is a PhD candidate. She's almost uh, going to. Um, finish her PhD very soon. And Paul and Namrata are both poets. I am not. So <laughs> this is something very interesting for me because I asked both of them, you know, what do you think, how do you think can someone write poetry without, you know, having the talent? So we are going to find out more about that. So Paul, over to you. What are we going to do in this uh, particular uh, club, the poetry club? Well, I think that we want people to enjoy poetry, writing it and reading it. Mm -hmm. And I think we'll have the way we have it set up each week, a different, a different topic or a different sort of thing. Mm -hmm. um, I just think we, we want to um, help people find the poet within. Mm -hmm. So would you say that everyone's got a poet inside? Because I don't think everyone. I can write a single line of poetry. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. I, I would say that everyone does. I would oh. say that everyone does. Mm -hmm. yeah. and so Namrata, I know you can write, write poetry at the drop of a hat. Like so many <laughs> times Namrata is like, instead of responding to a message that, you know, we are exchanging, suddenly I find oh, this is what, you know, what it means. And it's in poetry, it's not in prose. So Namrata, how do you do that? Oh, thanks. Uh, so I'll begin from the beginning, like they say. Um, I, I trained as a medical doctor. And uh, when I was in med school, I think 2009 is when I started writing poetries. It was just, I started writing, I swear, I didn't have any training. I wrote something and it was lyrical. It was, you know, poetic. And for me, poetry writing is, is my coping mechanism. So if, if anyone knows me personally, they usually know that I, I don't stress visibly so much. I do stress internally. So this is my coping mechanism when I'm going through things which are very challenging at a emotional level or at a cognitive level. But I've learned how to channel my, um, my uncomfortable or uh, you know, challenging emotions. I wouldn't say I've mastered all of them, but some of them at least. Um, so I think poetry writing started as a coping mechanism in university or in college, like you say in India. And then I didn't write anything from, for, I don't know, seven, eight years. I wrote it only in 2009 or 10, and then I stopped. 
because I thought, okay, this is accidental, like, you know, accidental. But since childhood, I liked poetry. So my favorite poet is Rudyard Kipling. So I would say that uh, in 2015 or 14, I presented that work of 2009 to some people I knew. And uh, they were like, what is this? You should write more. And then I started writing more. Then I again stopped. You know, because then I was like, okay, maybe this is an accident. How can I write poetry? You know, I'm a CEO of a startup and I'm this and that. So I had all these things. But it's only until I moved to Canada and then I realized that uh, I'm living isolated as a newcomer and I need, I need, uh, like when you meet people, it's not always possible to have a deep emotional exchange. And for me, then, then this became, and then a particularly a friend of mine, and I'm really thankful to him. And he's like, you know, when you die, after two or three hundred years, you'll be very famous. And I looked at him and I was like, what? <laughs> He's like, yeah, yeah, your poetry are like Rumi. And it stayed with me, the Rumi part, because Rumi is my favorite poet. But then when I realized that when you're writing a self-doubting and you're judging, because I didn't train as a poet, I'm not an art student, and then how can you write? So it's a gift, but now the gift alone is not enough. I made it a skill. So then I started writing one poem every day for long periods of time. And now that's how, like uh, recently I had a family issue and a family challenge and I had to get through it. I use poetry. So for me, everybody has that, but everybody also has a poet and everybody also has a critic in them. And then you have to balance the two things. And that's how you can improve yourself. Wow, that's such a lovely story. So, Paul, how did your journey in writing poetry start? I think I, I liked poetry even as a child. Okay. Uh, and I would try my hand at it. You know, what you read, you sometimes like to try to write, and I would try little things. Um, and, and yes, I've had periods too where I didn't write any at all, but I've always appreciated poetry. And I suppose as a musician, um, it's a good thing I did because so much of music is song, which is poetry and music. So uh, it's never been far from me. What you just said about talent and skill makes good sense to me because, um, you know, poetry, there are forms too. There are verse forms, there are, uh, and then the sound of it is so so important. So I don't know. I've always I've always enjoyed it. And I've always been glad to the extent that I've understood it. I've I've been glad of that. And I think other people um, appreciate hearing thoughts expressed in that way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm the, I'm actually the official or unofficial poet laureate of my walking group. Oh, walk. wow. That's <laughs> yeah. fantastic. Oh, that's really exciting. So why does a walking group need a poet laureate? Well, because you have to, you know, you have to memorialize some things in, in verse, right? You have to distill oh, wow. wow. them. Anyway, so so I have that. Uh, my group is called the Rogues. And oh, I am wow. the poet laureate of the rogues. <laughs> that sounds wonderful. So this poetry club, what I understand, and of course, both of you are going to explain, this would be, if I'm thinking correctly, this would be a way for a lot of people may have, you know, like Namrata, you said that you started writing poetry a long time ago, then you gave up because life got in the way, you got busy studying and doing, you know, startups and all that. So do you think people like, you know, them who have forgotten that they used to write poetry once upon a time, 
it would be a wonderful place for them to come back again and start all over again or they could share their poetry and you know have yeah. everyone discuss that is that what you envision for the club yeah so i think the way this started is firstly if you appreciate poetry reading or writing or either of it to find another person who likes it is a long shot because it's not a very easy anymore um so for me personally i had a meetup group on on meetup and i had some event right events so i've done this as a poetry slam a lot lot many times virtually so i know that people and i've met all kinds of interesting people and that one hour or two hours of immersion is beautiful because you're in like some other world so that i want to give you that feeling of being immersed second is i think what paul was saying about people appreciate words written in in the format the biggest shift that happened was for me at least i'm initially when i would write poetry i would really bug a lot of people read this how do you think tell me da 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 so from writing it to please others or to sort of entertain others it became a mental health coping technique for me so for me i write because i know this is good it's like it's my coping mechanism so now when i write poetry i'm really not concerned if anybody likes it i'm only concerned did it get out what what's in me at the moment it's a way of uh, clearing out my energies because i i have a very very hectic work life and i work a lot and so for me if i have a lot of uh, built up emotion i can't work and even though i sort of meditate i wouldn't say i've become a pro but meditation is about observing it's not about expressing it's not about suppressing it's observing but there's a lot of times especially in this isolated times when you're not meeting people if you're single you want to meet someone or if you have been single out of circumstances or even if you're a part for coupled person but maybe your partner is not as sensitive or appreciative of deeper expressions how the hell do you express so for me from the i think for the past year or so uh, taking up classical indian dancing as a hobby and making poetry as a lifestyle it's literally from a talent to a skill to a lifestyle i really do it regularly committed uh, ways uh, because it it makes me feel good and then if there is a club where we can exchange poetries that's wonderful but i think that should never be the focus of poetry writing that i want to be a best seller or i want to do it to help others no it's helping yourself in the best possible way it's like it's like nature's inherent balm within you which you can soothe yourself wow so uh, paul do you have like a structured way like as nandita said uh, namrata said that you know every day she there was a time when every day she wrote something so do you think it works that way or is it that for some people it's like you suddenly get an inspiration and you decide to write something are there different ways in which people write it or it's like very structured like any author decides i'm going to write for 2 hours every day does it happen like that automatically does it come this is this is from someone who has never written poetry and doesn't read as well i i myself um don't do it in a structured way okay um i have to have some starting thought mm-hmm. and then when i have a starting thought and turn it around in my mind a bit and sound it out and feel it then i can go from there but i i sort of have to wait until till i get some idea to start it and now i could do it by looking out a window i've done that 
said, oh, I think I'll look out a window and see if I get a starting thought. Usually, it usually works. Okay. Um, sometimes I base myself on a poem that someone else has written that I like. Oh, okay. And use that as a starting point. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I think it's it's almost like, okay, so I had a, I have a friend, not had a friend, I have a friend. She's a movie director. And uh, she told me that creativity is not so much as an art, it's also a form of discipline. So for me, the structure comes in carving out the time to do it. So my poetry, if anybody reads them, they're not classic rhyme poems. Some may rhyme, mm -hmm. but they're just a flow. They, are, they have a flow, but they don't have the classic rhyme um, because I didn't train. I'm not hung up on, you know, if you want to say, is this a sonnet? Is this a, you know, a typical construction of a poetry? It's not. Sometimes it could be, but it's never the attempt. So for me, the discipline comes with a commitment that I'm going to write. I don't care if it's good. I don't care if it's bad. I don't care. So the, it's a practice almost to reduce self-judgment because oh, most wow. of us suffer more inside our heads than we suffer outside. Mm -hmm. So imagine if somebody told you something and you developed intense feelings, maybe a liking, you have a liking. And if you just met the person once or twice or thrice, now it's insane to go and express like in a very romantic era style, uh, whatever you want to this other person. But then if you write it in a poetry, you're doing justice to your own internal environment that you got an outlet. And the same thing with something negative. So for me, intense emotions need healthy expressions. They don't, even if you want to meditate, once you've written, for me at least, once I've written that poem, I have the capacity to meditate then. Otherwise, the whole meditation is about that thought or that emotion or something like that. And then it's, 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 it's not healthy for me. And I think going back to poetry writing, if you look at, like I trained in med med medicine and I then went into public health. We talk a lot about resilience and mental health and healthy strategies. Now, as a doctor, I cannot prescribe to write poetry 10 times a day for five weeks. You know, it's just not going to work. But in public health, what I realized is you need to have strategies which work at a mass level. And given that we are at a level in, in Canada and worldwide in this lockdown period, and, and my public health brain is thinking, what is it that cannot harm anybody? Because you cannot do no, no harm. That's the first ten, ethical tenet of doing something. But benefit somebody. Now, I cannot give everybody a psychologist or a counselor and that those are needed definitely for uh, issues you might have but I can encourage poetry writing because then you're re and we know from research writing creative thoughts is is a very strong um, solution for many many kind of uh, built up yes. uh, mental health issues right yeah. you are absolutely and, and right. none of us yeah go ahead none of us are trained in it None of us are trained in it. I was lucky enough to have a professor in arts as a friend. And I only discovered like what on his birthday that he's a poet too. Honestly, I know him for three years. I didn't know he writes poetry. He knows I write poetry. But he never told me. And then once I knew I didn't leave him, I'm like, you're doing a club with me. <laughs> so what you're telling me, Namrata, in psychology, there, like I think in the 80s, uh, there, there has been a lot of research in expressive writing. But I don't think mm. they have, you know, actually researched in a clinical setting or any of that in terms of poetry. But 
going by what you are telling me, how you process your emotions and all these things by writing poetry, I think this is going to be another form of expressive writing for people who love writing poems, right? So that is, go I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if anyone has done the research in that, but I know that there is a lot of research to support expressive writing. So you just write for 15 minutes every day, five days a week kind of thing. So I'm sure even with poetry, something like that can happen. And this is like such a wonderful way to deal with, you know, with your stress and build resilience yeah. versus, you know, exactly. using some of the things that are much, that are very harmful in ways of dealing with stress. So this is very interesting. Yeah, if you look at community health research, uh, like if you look at a lot of PTSD work of people yeah. with um, yeah. uh, trauma, they've used arts, they've used mm -hmm. arts, they've used storytelling. Yeah. So, yeah. and there's clinical, like they've done clinical yeah. studies on that, right? They've seen differences. I haven't read poem papers on poetry, not because they don't exist, just because I last read community health research 10 years ago because I moved on from there to tech, right? So I, I stopped reading those kind of research. But I'm sure if we try to pull it out, because I know there's music therapy, yeah. I know there's clapping therapy, and those are legit schools of thoughts. Now, the reason is we're not calling it official therapy because it's not, it's a social yeah. club, because one of the other needs of the pandemic is to meet people. Now, if I read a poetry to you, there is a depth to the conversation versus if I say, hey, dude, what's up? You know, there is only so much you can converse with somebody. Um, so I think uh, the need to have connection has two parts. Just talk to anybody, which a lot of us have done, talking to strangers, just because there was nobody else to talk to at times, but then have a deeper conversation. And that needs a structure, that needs a reason, that needs a connecting ground. And how can 50 or 50 strangers in a room have something in common unless it's thematic? So for me, it's, it's about celebrating celebrating our own uh, life's challenges because I don't think poetry comes out of all happy thoughts, you know, it comes out of very dark spaces. Mm. What do you think about that, Paul? I like that, it's a, it's a form of self-validation. Mm -hmm. yeah. we, have, we have these private thoughts and who would validate them? Well, you know, when, we, when you distill it into a poem, it kind of validates what you were feeling. You sort of say, yes, that's, that's right. I think that's yeah. true. That's fantastic. It's really very interesting. And we don't always have to have clinical studies to support anything. And if someone feels <laughs> good being a part of something, because our goal is to end social isolation. Someone feels good sure. being part of a poetry club like this. I think we don't need a clinical study to support that, right? I think, I think there's another part to it, since we are uh, talking about what poetry does. I think in, in simpler words, uh, so first I felt empowered. I felt, I felt a master of my emotions. And that's a very strong feeling when you know you can master your emotions and here are the ways. So one is, you know, you go and tell everybody what you want, that is, but that's, that's not, doesn't make sense. Guess why? Because emotions are temporary. You may go and tell the person what you think, and then the same person 15 minutes later, you yourself feel, oh, I shouldn't have said that or done that, whatever. So for me, it's a very powerful tool to have in your kitty. Like, if not poetry, painting, some kind of an art form. And not for, and the reason I'm doing it with Paul is just to prove that I am not a trained, trained person. Like, Paul is a professor of arts. He lives in that environment more than me. 
I work in an engineering lab. It cannot be non more non poetic than that, right? It's more factual. <laughs> you know, it it just it's just the difference. Um, but uh, so one is you empower yourself, and I have had people who have cried, literally cried in those poetry slams I organized. I've met people who did jail time, and they came online. I mean, I don't even know who this person is on on the on a virtual meetup. And they read poetries in the confinement. They wrote in the confinement. You know, I've 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 had people who've used those poetries, one of my poetries, as a prayer because they that resonated. So when you realize what you felt in the worst is actually an inspiration for somebody else, it is not more empowering than that. Every word of yours, you don't have to be a William Shakespeare or Wordsworth, and they are great. That those poets are amazingly like great poets but the fact that I spoke to a random person whom I didn't even know and probably will not see again um, you know because the poetry slams are very fluid and you move that person in that second at a soul level not at a human level there is some kind of a release that comes and I cannot even explain what that is unless you've experienced it You're and then you realize well. Mm-hmm. Then you realize that this person is connected to me in a way I don't understand. And poetry is the only way as a human race we can unite. In fact, I sent Paul a message a couple of days ago from the Dead Poets Society, mm-hmm. which the quote said, we don't write poetry because it's cute. We write poetry because we are members of the human race, you know. And this is essentially a poetry is, is, a, is a song of your soul. And I strongly believe we are all one and, and the division is only outside, like, you know, the, like the hole and the drops and then all your mental impressions review the different bodies that you take place. But if you don't want to go down that new age thinking of philosophy or whatever, if, if having a sports, like, for example, some people like hockey or soccer or any kind of sports, and there's an identity, right? I am a supporter of this team. There's that belonging, mm-hmm. but that's only external. The frustrations are shared when the team doesn't win. But take that frustration into the pain and now try and share that pain. The only way you can share pain, but that sharing of the pain is empowering. It's not it's, diminishing. Wow. Because you could do a group where everybody just bitches about how life went bad for them. Or you can do a group where you say, yes, you know what? We all had a bad life. This is what I wrote in my bad times. And that feeling when you're sharing and the bond that you create is job well done. Because at the end of the day, you're not doing a startup. You're not doing something just because it's cute. We are in a serious public health crisis of isolation, of mental breakdowns. And it's not a joke. It, everybody has faced it, not just like not just older adults, it's mm-hmm. younger ones, it's children, it's everybody, they're not playing with their friends, like, we're not meeting our colleagues, we're not hugging people. So here's poetry, it's a mental hug, it's a mental saying that you're not alone, you're in this together. And I cannot think of a more powerful way to say that, you know what, 2020 was bad, 2021 was halfway bad, <laughs> but... We, we got the time to look within and break all those barriers that we created. And here is an opportunity to connect. So I wish this poetry club goes out of our own seniors junction uh, thing, but at least to begin with, it's a thing. What do you think, Paul? 
I think that's well put. That's what I hope to. That's what I hope to. And it, it's not just for people who already love writing poetry. It's for people who would like to try. Mm -hmm. I, I've met people who say, you know, it's, that's something I, I wish I had tried when I was younger. Mm -hmm. I wish I had paid more attention to that. Yeah. Uh, when I got into medical school, of course, there was no time. And then I wish I had yeah. paid attention earlier and tried. Well, you can try now. There's no way. Yeah. You don't have to regret. You can, you can give it a try. You can see what it's like. There's a poet within yeah. all of us. Thank yes. you. So thank you, Paul. Thank you, Namrata. Thank you, it's been a lovely conversation, and I'm really looking forward to a lot of people joining our poetry club. And you know, and I'm sure a lot of wonderful conversations are going to come out of that, and we'll know a lot more. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you so thank much. You. Okay. Mm -hmm.